Welcome to Phone Messages, episode 166. Has it really come to that? My name is Paul Mason Foch. This week, I play a message from a caller I do not recognize. But my friend Bill McLean thought it might be him, and he was willing to be interviewed about it. The audio from his phone is a little hard to hear at times, so I hope most of what he says is clear. The message is two seconds long and comes from the spring of 1990. Here we go. Paul, has it really come to that? Something like, Paul, has it really come to that? I don't know, maybe I understood it was a joke. And I was just being a smart aleck back in my usual way. When did you first arrive at the University of Chicago? 1985. Do you remember by chance your first encounter with me? I remember one time we were in some seminar and you two got a sandwich and just started kind of eating it at the table. And I thought that was a little weird. Why did you come to the University of Chicago? That summer, I was visiting my girlfriend in Ohio. And, uh, you know, I had a layover in Chicago, and I actually thought, hey, you know, I've never been here, and I may never come here again. This was like June of 85. But, oh, well, University of Chicago, that's famous. Let's see what that's like. And I went into the Seminary Cooperative Bookstore, and I was just completely blown away. And I talked to some people in coffee shops and stuff like that, and I was just like, this is where I need to be. I mean, at Baylor, very often I was one of the, two or three smartest people in any class. In fact, I had to like, restrain myself and not talk too much. But all of a sudden, I'm surrounded by people as smart as me. University of Chicago students, they weren't as sociable as students at Baylor. It was even for a different environment, but an environment I wanted to be in. They asked you to do a lot more reading. For every course, like hundreds of pages of stuff to read. Do you have any memorable encounters with a professor outside of the classroom? Well, okay. actually, I remember sometimes running the Forster. He taught Stoicism. It was like maybe he was some kind of weird Stoic because even when it was really cold, like 15 fucking degrees, he always wore the same members-only sport jacket. And, you know, usually in the winter, okay, I put on like a down coat that basically makes a human being look like a hand grenade. Forster never wore a long overcoat or anything. I thought that was kind of bizarre. Um, I don't know. I mean, we were the neighborhood characters like that Throckmorton guy. He was a biology professor. Spell his name? Throckmorton. T-H-R-O-C-K-M-O-R-T-O-N. He would walk on the streets of Hyde Park. And he was kind of dapper in an umbrella and a nice suit with a folded collar and hanky in it. The thing is, he'd take the handkerchief out, and he sung a song that he made up about all the creeps, perverts, fools, and masons. When he passed somebody on the sidewalk, he'd interrupt his song and just taunt them, you know, and wave it at them. Like, he must have recognized me from walking around, because every time I passed him, he would taunt me with the same refrain. Get away, you filthy pervert which was entertaining. The story of how Bill's encounter with the seminary co-op bookstore inspired him to transfer from Baylor to the University of Chicago 
embodies the aura of scholarliness that made the school so attractive to philosophy geeks like us. The bookstore, which opened in the basement of the Chicago Theological Seminary in 1961, was a cavern of seemingly endless tunnels filled with academic tomes where one could easily become lost for hours. The philosophy professor Bill describes walking around in a members-only jacket was Michael Forster, a wonderful teacher and also my undergraduate thesis advisor. Both the seminary co-op and Michael Forster deserve discussion in a later episode. For now, I want to focus on the tragic tale of Lynn Throckmorton. This well-known Hyde Park character was first mentioned on the podcast in episode 66, when Liz Wilson recalled what she thought was a retired music professor that would sing while shaking a yellow handkerchief at passers-by. As one can imagine, there were many rumors that circulated about this eccentric, but I found no documents of Throckmorton's life after retirement. Normally, the university publishes an official obituary when a professor dies, but searching multiple newspaper archives, I could not even find a death notice. However, drawing from several historical sources, we can create a biography of his life before retirement. Lynn Throckmorton was born in 1927 in Loop City, Nebraska. On the 1930 census, his father is listed as a farmer. His baptism in 1928 was announced in the Sherman County Times. And from that point on, his name appeared often in the local paper to mark both big life achievements, such as winning a scholastic honor at the University of Nebraska or becoming an army lieutenant, and small social occasions, such as visiting his parents during Christmas holidays. The local paper also tells us that in 1953, Throckmorton completed his training in chemical, biological, and radiological warfare at Alabama's Fort McClellan, and was assigned to the 5,001st Army Service Unit Headquarters in Chicago. He left the military in 1954 and attained his doctorate in zoology five years later from the University of Texas. After teaching a year at UC Riverside, he was hired by the University of Chicago in 1961, and in 1973 named chair of the Committee on Evolutionary Biology. In 1978, Chicago's Medical School Alumni Bulletin published a short profile of Throckmorton, focusing on his research comparing the evolutionary speed of different fruit flies. A year later, a large campus protest took place when Robert McNamara, 
the former Defense Secretary, received the Pick Award for Outstanding Contributions to International Understanding, and the Chicago Maroon published a petition signed by over 250 faculty members, including Lynn Throckmorton, opposing the award. The Maroon mentions a lecture by Throckmorton in 1980, but from there, the record of his professional life fades. In 2013, the University of Chicago Magazine published an essay by an alum who, in 1986, tried and failed to have an F grade to his core biology course changed. Although the professor goes unnamed, because the essay is dedicated to Lynn Throckmorton, we can assume it was him. Thus, we know that Throckmorton was still teaching in 1986. But by the time I left Chicago in 1991, he had become the familiar figure wandering Hyde Park with an umbrella and confronting people with his handkerchief. I can only wonder whether his time training with biological and chemical weapons had an impact on his health. Ultimately, he died in 2009 and was buried in his hometown of Loop City, Nebraska. If you would like to set the record straight for this defamed zoologist, please contact me through my website, pfoch.com. That's P-F-O-T-S-C-H dot com. Many thanks to Bill for his eccentric reflections. And thank you for listening. Talk to you next week.